Often have you wanted something a lot and your spouse could care less, just isn't interested? Unfortunately, too many couples have that kind of a scenario in their relationship regarding sex. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage team. And Erin, you're a counselor. Um, I'm guessing it's kind of common that there's uh, a real difference in the interest in sex for a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. You know, typically when you think about sex, often people just assume that, you know, men have a higher sex drive. Well, that's not always the case. 75% is what research says. 75% of men will have a higher sex drive, but that leaves 25% of women who have a higher sex drive than their husband. So it's not uncommon and you're not abnormal if that's the case. However, there are things that influence um, people's desire and, you know, things like stress and fatigue absolutely impacts someone's interest in sex, hormone issues. As we age, there's hormone changes and differences in our bodies that can impact sex, biological differences, uh, mental health challenges, depression, anxiety, body image as our bodies are changing as we age, or maybe past trauma or abuse. All kinds of things are going on that are impacting the level of interest in sex. Mm-hmm. And we want to turn now to a conversation, uh, the continuation of a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly had with Dr. Michael Seitzma, who's a therapist uh, in this area, and Shanti Felton. She's well-known for her marriage research, and here's more of this important discussion. Shanti, let's start with you. You had a medical situation. You had a medical professional as you were talking about perhaps your sex drive. you got to help me better understand this in the book. But she sounded rather exasperated over the idea of sex. (laughs) Describe that, because I I could easily see my wife could be in that discussion saying, hey, okay, what's happening? us could here's here's basically what happened i was i i had as some of you know um unexpectedly found out i had breast cancer went through all the treatments you know everything's good but in the process of this one of the treatments it has and many people will be aware of it it really does diminish libido basically Mm -hmm. like you have to really kind of be aware of it and so i was talking with uh, one of these medical professionals and telling her about the research study that we were in the middle of at the time. And she said, can I take off my professional hat for a minute? And I said, sure. And so she said, look, I'm just, my husband and I have been married for 20 years. We're way outside our newlywed years. Does sex really matter all that much anymore? Yeah, this is a medical professional. This is a a medical professional. Or really, this is just another cohort woman who's exactly. saying yeah doesn't seem that important to me exactly and and that and that is really the crux of yeah. a lot of people's question does it really matter and one of the things that we found that i was dr mike was not surprised because nothing surprises him but i was surprised once we got all the surveys back and started seeing the data is wow it really does matter yeah, for a marriage. Me, uh, let me put it this way, and, and Mike, this may be your analogy, but mm-hmm. uh, both of you respond to this. It, it seems like uh, the car and putting oil in the car and how that keeps everything running smoothly 
How does that relate to well, our sex life? Two people in relationship with each other, because we're different, because we're people, we're human, we have all the frailties of human, we're going to create some friction. We're going to create con- some conflict between us. That's just normal. That's And the sexuality, playfulness. Um, having fun together, experiencing joy, experiencing good feelings around each other really helps to keep that friction moving smoothly. And sex is a powerful way that couples keep positive sentiment, good feelings just between them to where, okay, what you just did hurt my feelings, but you can make me feel really good too. So we'll overlook it this time. Mm. It's kind of what happens with it. Mm. And and when when it's not working well, the friction tends to build up and and it's not as good. It, the analogy that Mike used, and you mentioned it, Jim, was it, we th- think of it like an oil in a car engine. Like it's just the gears are just going to grind to a stop. It's going to break things. Yeah. And there is something powerful that God designed here. Now, some people listening to this would be like, well, it shouldn't be that way, right? Like, but it kind of is. <laughs> and so well, that was actually my next question. I was going to say, you know, somewhat humorously. God, why did you do it this way? I mean, I know that's dangerous ground, and I but so don't write me or call me on that. But I'm just saying it's it's somewhat humorous that he created typically men with quite a drive through the hormones that we possess, and women with uh, you know other thoughts of what they could do with that time. <laughs> Generally, and again, if you it's are op- going to get lots of angry if emails, yes, now, if it's opposite, I understand that. I'm just saying generally, but it seems like there's a humorous side to this. That the Lord's going, well, I put you together and you need to become more selfless. And this is one great way to teach you how to do that. Right. Yeah. And accept influence from each other. Because what both are bringing to the table is rich and is good. But if I demand my way and don't accept influence for my wife, it doesn't work. If she demands her way and doesn't accept influence from me, it doesn't work, whether that be parenting or finances or how to handle the in-laws, and especially so in the sexual arena of our lives. Well, Greg, that's so important, uh, what Michael said about not demanding our way. There's no room in a relationship for demanding sex. Uh, So how do we find balance, if there is balance, in terms of my sexual desires and my spouse's? Yeah, I think it's so important for self-awareness and just to kind of think about, you know, am I doing things like um, maybe I'm not communicating around sexual desires or I'm not asking my spouse, you know, if, if I'm not asking Aaron, you know, what what does this look like for you or what's pleasurable to you, that can be a sign that I'm focusing too much on my own interests. I think if it's a one-sided initiation, you know, if I'm the one constantly initiating, maybe oblivious to some of the things that might be affecting Aaron as my spouse, that, that can point to a little bit of some selfishness around that. If I'm ignoring feedback, so let's say that Aaron's giving me some feedback on things that she enjoys or 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 what that looks like for her in terms of pleasure, if I'm if I'm ignoring that or maybe I'm blowing through some boundaries that Aaron has placed, quick to finish. I know for for a lot of spouses when 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 we're really again not focused on our spouse we can be quick to finish. Um, if I'm ignoring the emotional connection outside of sex. So I think all those things, it's just good self-awareness mm-hmm. to think through, man, do any of those apply to me? And if so, 
Man, what a what a opportunity to to actually have that conversation, which has been a big theme of ours. You know, talk about sex. Notice if those things are present for me, Aaron. What has your experience been like, and how how can I really make sure to bring balance? Because I really want Aaron to enjoy sex, and I want me to enjoy sex. Both of us have to matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, the terrific book that Shanti and Michael have written, Secrets of Sex and Marriage, is really a wonderful tool to have those conversations. Get a copy of it from us here at the ministry, and uh, let it be a conversation starter uh, for you and your uh, mate. The link is in the show notes. We're making it available for a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. So uh, donate generously, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send the book to you. All the details are in the show notes. And it might be that you need to talk to somebody because this is just not going anywhere or you're uncomfortable having the conversation with your spouse. Uh, We have a team of caring Christian counselors, and you can reach them when you call 800, the letter A in the word family. They'll give you a call back. It's a free service. It's a 20, 25-minute phone call, and uh, it'll offer you a chance to kind of surface the issue, find out some next steps, and If you need it, they'll connect you with somebody, one of our trusted counselors in our referral network uh, in your area. So again, we're a phone call away. It's 800, the letter A, and the word family. Next time, we'll hear from Ron Deal about how blended couples can be honest about the past. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.